Hey everybody, welcome to the Daily Underswell Radio Show. I'm Derek Sabori, I'm your host, covering topics surrounding sustainability or supported by sustainability, innovation, better business, responsibility, things that just um, make business fun, you know, make the world better. So I'm here at the sustainability desk, that's my desk, going uh, through the inbox. My goal here is to get you some of the unique and fun stories that are out there that you may not be aware of, mainly from brands and products and um, people that are doing great things, all with sustainability in mind and this idea that we can we can do better, we can continue to live that the way we want to live, but um, I think we can make our products a little bit better. So let's dive in, see what is on the wire today. Actually, today is the last day. Today is um, July 8th, so I'm going to pick up on a couple stories that have been out there. First one I'm going to share is the world's first biodegradable car. It's called Lena. It's almost ready for roads, this article says. I'm reading an article from um, a site called copybook.com. Super efficient automotive tech moves forward. Um, This is a car that is made from flax and sugar beets. It's been developed in the Netherlands, and it has now been approved by the country's vehicle authority. And interestingly enough, um, I met uh, a gentleman, Bruce Deitz, I believe, Deitzen, who had a really neat car that was made completely from hemp, cannabis car. So I posted that on my Instagram page not too long ago on my Facebook. Check that out. I'll bring back that story um, maybe right now, maybe another time. But this one is the first biodegradable automotive technology. It says it's one step closer to hitting the roads. And according to TU Ecomotive's Lena Launch news release, there has been no previous car with a biodegradable shell, chassis, and interior. This car weighs only 310 kilograms, less than one-third the weight of a base-level Ford Fiesta. So that makes it efficient. It's got a lot of power, it says. And this car features bioplastics and composites. So ultimately, you're getting a car that has a, a much smaller carbon footprint. It's got an interesting look, very unique. Looks like a little four-door, almost like a, a mix of a Prius and a C-Max. Um, it almost looks like a self-driving car, too. So Lena takes a very different approach, it says. It's chassis comprises a bio-based plastic and composite mixture. Flax is the composite's main ingredient, a long-stemmed blue flower plant. Flax is mainly found in Northern Europe and North America. It's therefore available in plentiful supply. I have heard good things about the sustainability features of the flax plant. So learn more about that. That's um, pretty cool. This article is posted by Paul Fidian. Um, and actually, this article came back, came was released back in May, so you might have already heard that but just came across my radar um how about this one wrap there's a company called wrap introducing a sustainable clothing guide so they've launched a sustainable clothing guide it's a practical guide to help brands and retailers to enhance the durability and quality of the clothing they produce and typically my show here is aimed at consumers and the regular purchaser or user like you but I think it's good to have um, to have some insight into some of this so this came from a site called fiber to fashion and check out this wrap sustainability guide because you're gonna get some great insight into 
what makes products um, more sustainable and basically if they're telling brands how to make things better then you can start to know what to what to look for so they're saying that they encourage designers and product technologists with brands and retailers to use this guide as part of their daily work to embed durability at the product design and development stages extending the life of clothes by nine months of active use would reduce carbon water and waste footprints by four to ten percent says this article on um, fiber to fashion.com so check that out it's called a practical guide to enhancing clothing durability and quality and speaking of which um, there's another uh, piece that says I uh, found this on Treehugger. this one's related it says why you should be a proud outfit repeater which I think I am I've got these great Oxford shirts that I wear with the same set of uh, pants in different colors kind of stick to the basics and I'm not afraid to sort of stick with one uniform and then break out every once in a while. But this article on Tree Hugger by Catherine Martinko, who I've uh, featured here before, it says, same outfit, stand up to the excessive waste and damage that's caused by fast fashion by wearing and loving the clothes you already own. She says, it's a sad state of affairs when people feel they have to apologize for appearing in the same outfit more than once on Instagram. A mind-boggling phenomenon that ethical fashion blogger Verena Aaron has noticed on several occasions. So what she's saying here is that um, it looks like there's an Instagram page. It's called Project Underscore Stop Shop. And it says the, the, the fear of outfit repetition. If you don't love it enough to wear it more than once, reconsider your purchase. So when you stop to consider the resources that go into creating each of these pieces of clothing, it's highly distressing, she says. Just because they cost the consumer relatively little, they still come with a big footprint. We know that. This is the true cost that we've talked about here on the show before, and I urged you to uh, check out that movie. The true cost of which is absorbed somewhere else along the line, usually by the poverty-stricken workers in developing nations with minimal waste management infrastructure where the clothes originate. This is what the uh, article says. Um, this is why it's important, though, also to look for brands that are... Um, you know, proudly sourcing more sustainable fibers, certified organic fibers, or that are fair trade certified, or that are producing, um, or that just have a good hold or handle on their supply chain. So those brands are out there. Um, I always like to make a plug for the brand that I co-founded and that I've started with my partner, Troy Eckert. It's called Cosm, and that's one thing that's been very important to us, is having a sustainable and transparent supply chain. We share all the information with you who made the products, where they came from, and we even tell you how much they cost. So you can check out our site at um, thecosm.com. Let's see the next article that we're looking for. Um, this one, we talked a little bit about veggie um, tricks or transitioning from clothes to food here. This is Impossible Foods. Have you guys heard of this? Impossible Foods CEO says, we want to eliminate all meat from human diets. There's a big podcast that I listen to that I love. It's called How I Built This. And... Um, Guy Raz does an amazing interview. Um, he does amazing interviews in general with, with brand builders and, and entrepreneurs, but he interviews the CEO of Impossible Foods, and it's a great story, something that I really believe in. And this article on The Guardian says, We can produce the food that people crave without using livestock, pledges Pat Brown, founder of the veggie burger that bleeds. Maybe you've seen this in the news. But um, they say the goal is to develop a way to produce all the foods we get from animals much more sustainably using ingredients from plants. So they're basically building a plant-based product that looks just like meat, 
it cooks like meat, it acts like meat, it bleeds, but it's totally plant-based. And I heard that it is um, winning over some skeptics. And as you may or may not know, um, our food our food industry it has one of the bigger footprints um, kind of on the on the planet. Agriculture um, is uh, can be pretty intensive at times, and we we do we raise cattle for food, for leather, and for products, and it's definitely used. But we have uh, just just as with most things, our population has become so big that we require so much, and some of the old systems don't work. So if we can fake you out with a product that is uh, more sustainable, has a much lower environmental impact, and kind of delivers that same taste and look to you, then then why not? Um, how about this one? Not sure if you know about this, but there's a big movement in, um, I'm going to go back to apparel, sorry I'm jumping all around here, but this is on Tree Hugger. This one says, avoid PFCs with eco-friendly outdoor gear and DIY techniques. So as you prepare for your winter trips, um, even though it's the middle of summer, most of our outdoor gear is coated with a with a um, DWR coating, right? A durable water repellent, and these are currently being criticized for having um, been made with PFCs, perfluorinated chemicals, very dangerous, um, very um, toxic to the environment, toxic to the workers, and there are a lot of studies that are going on. Greenpeace has been a, done a big push, it's called the detox campaign, to let people know how persistent these are in the environment, that these uh, PFCs are, they are released during product use, during manufacturing, and they sort of stay behind in some of the most remote, you know, snow areas on the planet. So it's a big thing. So this article says that mountain climbers and campers, they love the outdoors. We know that. Um, as eco-fashion guru Lucy Siegel, who I've met, very interesting. I would check her out and follow her on, on Twitter. She points out in The Guardian that the winner of the long-standing rivalry between mountaineers and surfers as to who is the greenest is a no-brainer. Because she says surfers are clearly on the lead on environmental issues such as ocean plastic pollution and sewage contamination. And she says, by comparison, there are relatively few conversations about the widespread presence of PFCs on land, some of which come from the production and maintenance of mountaineering and camping gear, like I just um, described. But this article gives us a few different brands that are doing some um, PFC-free coatings. So let's see who they list here. Um, first, um brand is and I believe you say it Fall Raven. This is a Swedish company and since 2002 all of their products are free from PFCs so I would check them out. They've got an image of pants, a yoga mat, a jacket, a shirt and, and outer um, uh, accessories. Next is Paramo hailed as one of the first outdoor gear manufacturers to eliminate PVCs entirely from its supply chain. They're a UK-based brand. You can check them out. Puddle Gear, Canadian company. Um, they show a jacket on the site here. Now, which was a really neat sustainable brand, NAU. Men's brand, women's brand, really modern, very, uh, very fashion-forward. And they have done away with PFCs entirely as well. Vaud, V-A-U-D-E, a German company, one of only three outdoor gear manufacturers that got a thumbs up from Greenpeace 
during its detox campaign that I mentioned. I would urge you to check that out. Nick Wax, N-I-K-W-A-X, Greenland Wax. So this is, um, I think these are some of the solutions that they're using. Oh, you, these are your DIY solutions. So check this article out. It's on Treehugger. You would search for PFCs. Um, something else that came in my in mail, uh, in my inbox newsletter. There's a company called Loopedworks, L-O-O-P-T Works. Really interesting. They take discarded materials from companies, and I have some products of theirs. I love them. Uh, for, and the, the ones I actually have are were Southwest Airline seats, the leather. So Southwest Airlines was changing out you know, um, a lot of their seats and, and a couple of their fleets, I guess. They wanted something to do with this le- leather. Loopworks upcycles those materials and turns them into new items. So in this case, they turn them into these great duffel bags. And um, I think they had a few different options. But they've got this great video that's on Vimeo right now. It says the average U.S. citizen throws away 70 pounds of clothing and other textiles annually. 21 billion pounds of that ends up in landfills. It says that's a small amount compared to how much manufacturers throw away. Loopedworks makes products from excess materials that would have been discarded process known as upcycling so I wanted to make sure you know about them go check out their website but they also have done something with a browser extension that's called done good d-o-n-e good dot co and it says the done good browser extension makes it easy to discover businesses on a mission to make the world better so you have to install this extension and I'm gonna walk you through it right now and we're gonna see how this goes. I'll do a little rating of this. And this is uh, what I'll finish the segment with. But let's see how this done good works. If it's quick and easy. They've got a little newsletter. You can sign up to get discounts. Leave your email. It says they'll send you exclusive discount codes for dozens of mission-driven brands. So I like that. So I did that earlier in the day. How the done good Chrome extension works. You shop online like normal. You search for products on Amazon or Google or go to a big name company websites. And then a socially responsible, done good, approved brand that has the kind of product you're looking for, the extension will show you an alert. That's it. Well, that seems okay. So I'm going to go ahead and download it. I'm going to use it. You might want to try it yourself. Maybe um, leave some notes here in the in the notes section if you've got any feedback on it. But um, it says click the done good icon to get the discounted codes. All right. So... I'm up and running. So they show a couple brands here on the side. Indosoul, Raven and Lily, um, Bowl and Branch, Bedding. So some cool brands here on the side. So this is exactly the kind of thing. Crochet Kids, some good friends of mine. But this is exactly the kind of thing I want to do is I want to get, get these brands into your mindset, into your home, so that you know they exist and start talking about these products that are out there. So whether it's Great brands that are doing innovative things sort of behind the scenes or great products that you um, are interested in purchasing that either have a mission or have a great sustainability story or are just doing a good job to drive, you know, the better better business movement forward because I think we can do business better. I think we can, I think we've got a long way to go, but there are too many good things going on for you not to know about them. So that's it for today. I try to keep these segments at about 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm trying to do them every day. Things happen. I'm on the hustle. I'm an entrepreneur 
doing a couple different things. I do some sustainability consulting. I teach at the uh, Orange Coast College. I um, do this. I run my sustainability consulting um, company called The Underswell. And then I co-found and run, um, help run our brand Cosm, K-O-Z-M. So check all those things out. I do an in-person talk show um, here in Costa Mesa. It's called the Boat Co. Talk Show. And I'm going to be doing some interviews on this show here on the Underswell channel as well with entrepreneurs and innovators who are focused on this better business movement that is so important to me and obviously to you if you're listening. So I appreciate you checking in. Have a great day. Catch you next time.